Hey, Unchained listeners. As you know, it's hard keeping up with the fast-paced world of crypto, so we've got just the thing for you. Subscribe to our free Unchained daily newsletter at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. You'll get the latest crypto news and original articles from our reporters, as well as summaries of other happenings and bullet points, plus our meme of the day, all curated and written by our amazing team. It's still your no-hype resource for all things crypto, just in newsletter form. Sign up at unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Again, the URL is unchainedcrypto.substack.com. Thanks for tuning in to the Unchained Recap for day 18 of the criminal trial of Sam Bankman-Fried. On Thursday night, after less than five hours of deliberation, a Manhattan jury found Sam Bankman-Fried guilty on all seven criminal charges in a unanimous decision. He potentially faces decades in prison with a max sentence of 115 years for multiple counts of wire fraud, multiple counts of conspiracy to commit fraud, and money laundering. Bankman-Fried will be sentenced on March 28, 2024. His attorney, Mark Cohen, said in a statement, quote, We respect the jury's decision, but we are very disappointed with the result. Mr. Bankman-Fried maintains his innocence and will continue to vigorously fight the charges against him. After the verdict, U.S. prosecutors, including Nicholas Rose and Danielle Sassoon, lined up in front of 500 Pearl Street for a post-trial conference. In front of them, Damian Williams, United States Attorney for the Southern District of New York, gave a statement, quote, Sam Bankman-Fried perpetrated one of the biggest financial frauds in American history, a multi-billion dollar scheme designed to make him the king of crypto. Here's the thing. The cryptocurrency industry might be new. Players like Sam Bankman-Fried might be new. But this kind of fraud, this kind of corruption, is as old as time, and we have no patience for it. At about 7.35 p.m., the prosecution team swiftly walked back into courtroom 26A, which was already filled with journalists, crypto degenerates, family members of U.S. prosecutors, influencers, among many others. Shortly after, it was announced that the jury had reached a verdict. Many in the crowd audibly gasped. That's because some longtime court watchers had surmised earlier in the day that it was highly unlikely that the jury would reach the verdict within that day. Barbara Freed, Bankman Freed's mother, leaned her head on the shoulder of SBF's father, Joe Bankman. Bankman Freed himself was then led into the courtroom. At 7.43 p.m., Williams walked in and sat in the pew behind SBF. It was silent as the courtroom waited for the jury members to walk in. At 7.43 p.m., Williams walked in and sat in the first pew, which was directly behind SBF. It was silent as the courtroom waited for the jury members to walk in. After they had been seated, Judge Kaplan asked Bankman-Fried, who was wearing a dark gray suit with a purple tie, to stand and face the jurors. Jury member number four, the foreperson, who was wearing glasses, also stood as she read the verdict out loud. Bankman-Fried stood motionless. In his pew, the defendant's father, Joe Bankman, bowed forward at the waist, his face in his hands, for a couple of minutes while Barbara Freed covered her eyes one moment and her ears the next. At one time, both were seen holding hands in an attempt to comfort and support each other after jury members found their son guilty. After the jury filed out, SPF's parents stood in the first pew behind Bankman Freed, who was conferring with his lawyers. He did not turn to look at them. Then, just as he was about to leave the courtroom, he looked back at his parents and gave a slight nod and smile. Barbara Freed slammed her hand into her chest near her heart. 
The verdict was delivered on November 2nd, 2023, one year to the day after Coindesk leaked Alameda Research's balance sheet, showing that the assets of the supposedly legendary trading shop were heavily reliant on FTX's own token. It was a swift and stunning downfall for a man who his ex-girlfriend and Alameda CEO, Caroline Ellison, said had ambitions to be president of the United States. But in the end, his ill-advised media tour made the prosecutor's jobs easy, and in his cross-examination, they trapped him in falsehood after falsehood on the stand. As Prosecutor Danielle Sassoon said Thursday morning in the government's rebuttal to the defense's closing argument, quote, the defendant has no obligation to testify. He has a constitutional right not to. But if he takes the stand, it's your duty to scrutinize what he said, to consider whether it matched up with the evidence and the testimony. It didn't. Thanks for tuning in to all our trial updates. Keep watching Unchained for more analysis and news on the trial. Plus, for those of you who haven't heard, my next book deal is about FTX. While the publication date is not yet set and probably won't happen for a couple years, if you take interest in the story, follow me on all my channels or sign up for the Unchained newsletter for further updates. Thanks again.